Welcome to the J-Train Podcast. This is J-Train, Jared Fried, coming to you live from Harlem, New York City. That's right. It's New Year's Eve, and Papa JT is here for you. Some of your podcasts that you listen to do best of episodes. That's right. They do once a week, and they couldn't get ahead to help you during the holiday week. You know who did come to help you? Your boy, Papa JT, the Wizard of Ha, the Prince of Brunch, Prince of Promos, Sultan of Swipes. I'm here for you, whispering sweet nothings into your ear. And this isn't to put down other podcasts. This is to prop me up. I'm feathering your nuts on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, the week that feels like it doesn't exist at all. The time from Christmas to New Year's that feels like calories don't count and the hours of the day don't even seem to exist. That's where we are. And you might be hungover on a New Year's Day, sitting on the bathroom floor, regretting the, th- the things you tried to get in before the end of 2020. I get it. But it's a new year. It's a new time. It's time to re... Refuel, renew. So I want to thank you for listening. We had a great 2019. I'm not going to lie to you. We grew. We grew. Some of you are new people here this year, and I want to say thank you. Some of you are the OGs. I want to thank you. Some of you are, are, are this might be your first episode because someone said to you, hey, let me help you out. Let me give you some Papa JT for the new year. And I want to say to you, welcome. What do we do on this podcast? We read emails and give advice. That's what we do. And, you know, I'm no expert. I'm just a friendly ear that doesn't know you. And that's the beauty. Because if I knew you, I would know that you, you know, suck some dude off in college once and that I would work into my opinion. That's why you don't go to your friends. Your friends, too much garbage built up. Papa JT, you got a clean slate with me. So I'm very appreciative of you guys. Listening, keep spreading the word. My goal for 2020 is for this podcast to be everywhere. I want people talking J-Train in the sleep. We got a very special episode. Every now and again, we do an alone episode where we really get through a bunch of emails, and that's what we're doing today. We're going to get through all of your emails. Um, I'm just going to bang through them. We're going to do as many as we can. Got a couple sponsors. Make sure you support the sponsors because that's the great circle of podcast life. I give you the ha's. You take the ha's. You go to the use the promo codes. Those guys tickle my nuts. Everyone's just tickling nuts, okay? I'm tickling your nuts. You're tickling the sponsor's nuts. The sponsor tickles my nuts. We're all the circle of feathers. We had a couple announcements before we get started, okay? It's New Year's Eve. Um, my bachelor preview. So my, what I'm thinking of doing, if you don't know, now you know. Um, I am a huge fan of The Bachelor, and I used to live tweet every episode, and I would do a preview before every season. Um, I'm going to explain this real quick. So before every Bachelor season, I used to do these previews, and it was based off of, the, the whole joke of it was that The Bachelor released the 30 contestants, and I would get a picture, a name, 
their age, what they did, and where they were from. And based on that information, the game was, I'm going to make fun of this person f- however way I can. And then over the years, this, this, the, like the preview, uh, all their pictures started getting more and more attention from internet land. So then they started doing interviews with these people. So then I had all this information now to make fun of them. And it, it was like I was training with my right hand behind my back. And then all of a sudden, they give me the interviews and they're like, now use your right hand. And I'm like, whoa, Miyagi. I didn't know I was training for this long. So I do this bachelor preview and it takes me a good 30 hours to write. I really put a lot of time and effort into it and an amazing amount of time and effort into it. And I don't get paid to do it. I just love doing it. And also, here's how I get paid. I... I give it to Betches, and then they promote it, and I end up gaining like 4,000 followers. So, but every year I gain more followers because there's more people following me, so it, it, it's like an exponential return. So what I'm asking, this is a long-winded way of me asking you, when you see the Bachelor preview, please, please, please touch the preview. And what do I mean by touch? Like it, tag a friend, share it. However way, if you laugh once, whatever you laugh at, send it someone's way and let them know that this is what I do all season long and I'll be making fun of The Bachelor in ways that it will connect with people that even don't watch The Bachelor. Because all the jokes could be made about anyone is really what it is. So The Bachelor preview comes out Thursday or Friday. If you see it, touch it. Touch it. Feather that page. Second announcement. Um, this podcast... Was there a second announcement? Uh, I'm con- Oh, here. Let me read this email first. Thank you. Hi, Jared. Wrote in last week. Uh, the bus to Relationship Town doesn't turn around. And I wanted to thank you for your advice. I really appreciate that you took the time for my email. Hearing you read my situation and reflect on it helped me to put things into perspective. And thinking about it and replaying your advice segment like three times, LOL, I decided not to contact the guy again and we'll move on. Again, thank you for what you do every day. Hoping to come to a live show soon. Happy New Year. Speak... Well, you're welcome. You're welkies. Speaking of... Live shows. The Wizard of Ha is coming to town. La Dida. I'm coming down the yellow brick road and I got my bag of Ha's. And I want you to come, okay? Bring the crew. Springfield, Mass. Had a beautiful time. So many Ha's were had. Uh, Here's what's going on. Naples, Florida, this weekend. You got a lot of chances to see me. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Bring a friend, bring a friend, bring a friend, 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 bring a friend, 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 friend. Bring your mom, bring a mom, bring a mom, 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 bring a dad. I'll tickle his nuts. Naples, Florida. Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm going to be there January 17th and 18th. Buffalo, January 23rd through 25th. Nashville. That is February 14th and 15th. San Diego. February 21st through 23rd. Uh, Laugh Boston, March 19th through 21st. Uh, Gotham in New York City, April 17th and 18th. I'm going to be in Vegas, May 27th through the 3rd. Comics, Mohegan Sun, May 28th through 30th. And I know I'm getting ahead. I'm getting ahead just to let you know. This is the year. 
You know, there'll be more dates added. TBA, to be announced. Also, the DC Improv, June 11th through 14th. So that's getting ahead. Live shows. I'm pumped to be here with you. Let's do the show. Are you guys ready? And we're really going to bust through some emails. <laughs> Went to my first fish show last night. Oh, I got to say, I, and I've given this theory out on this podcast before. You don't hate Dave Matthews Band. You hate their worst fan. It's my Dave Matthews Band theory. Fish is the same way. They have this 1% of fans that is easy to make. Okay, relax. The, the peanut gallery chiming in. I went f- with the peanut gallery. My lady of the night. She's a big fi- fish fan. Okay? The worst fish fan you could imagine you're in, in your head. Right now, whoever you're imagining as your worst fish fan, you're exactly right. He's an old man with a ponytail who's moving really slowly, ordering a drink and then forgetting the drink. Like, the older fish fans sucked, okay? There was, like, I, we were in line to get a drink, and, like, these older fish fans, like, like, uh, like, it's all people that don't realize weed is basically legal now, and they think it's, like, hilarious to smoke weed. These, these old people, they're like, you smell weed everywhere. And then, then this woman who's, like, 100, she's like, something? smells nice it's like yeah lane it's decriminalized okay fucking relax it's not yo cool out hey man we just want to get a beer like this old guy took thousands of years to get a beer and you're like get out of the way the the fish fans but on like that's the one percent those are the people that stink on the whole so nice everyone's so pumped to be there you do feel like you're a part of something they're a very you know people say white people have no culture that is white culture. I mean, that is a bunch of whites, you know, coming together to wiggle. No judgment on how bad they dance. Quite an experience. And the band Fish, you do, they are like PhD level musicians. Like, you're like, oh yeah, you guys studied the strings and shit. That's kind of how it feels. Uh, so great time had by all. Let's do the emails. Before we get into it, we are sponsored people. I'm going to give you a great New Year's Eve sponsor, okay? Because I want to give you that free money, baby. Postmates. Postmates. You ever hear Postmates? Postmates. 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 Should I say it again? Postmates. Here's your free money for when you're 3 a.m. tonight. You're like, Ooh, I want some pizza. Are you craving a partner, the kind that answers your beck and call? The one you can bring uh, you sushi at 11.30, red wine at midnight, and a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m. Stop swiping. Postmates is here, and guess what? They're saying, hey, girl. Uh, Postmates is your personal delivery Sherpa. Don't call them your Sherpa. I don't think they like that. Hey, Sherpa, bring my my bacon, egg, and cheese. No, 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 no. Uh, Listen, I love the Postmates app. Because it can find you anything and everything at any time of the day. And we're going to give you some free money. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Postmates will bring you what you want within the hour, people. So anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. So this is a great New Year's Eve sponsor. For a limited time, Postmates is giving my my listeners $100. Hold on. You don't even have to. Don't hit the 15-second back button because I'm going to repeat it. $100. Do you like free money? 
$100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. So free money. So I would download it now so I have it for New Year's Eve and the weekend. To start your free deliveries, download the app right now. Use code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN. That's JTRAIN for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Get anything you need, anytime you need it. Download Postmates and save with your code JTRAIN. Postmates, get what you want out of life. Let's do the emails. You ready? Pre-hookup disclosures. Hey, Jared, I just found the podcast a couple months ago and have been binging since. So I'm not sure if you've had similar question, but I want to get your opinion on something. I had a couple of surgeries a few years ago and have a couple scars as a result. Most of them are very small and have faded significantly. But the two biggest ones are on my chest. Of course, you're always your own worst critic. And I know girls worry about a lot of things that guys don't care about. So here's my question. Do I bring this up prior to hooking up with someone for the first time or will guys not care? It's hard to be not be self-conscious about them. And having someone will have a whoa, what the fuck moment in the middle of hooking up is not going to help that. So do I bring it up before hooking up? And if so, how do I approach the subject? And just for reference, I'm in my 30s. So we're dealing with guys in that age group. I appreciate hearing your thoughts on this. Thanks. Listen, I'll tell you right now, in my past, I've hooked up with girls who have scars. They've had breast augmentations. They've had surgeries. I've never been in the bed and been like, like, that's not what it's going to happen. That's not what's going to happen. I've never thought that. (laughs) The peanut gallery just goes, but do you think that? No, I've never thought that. I've never been. Here's the thing. And this is with any of your insecurities. And I'm insecure too. Listen, I got my own issues. Believe me. But the one thing you have to lean on is that if the person's in the bed with you, they're in the bed with you because they want to be in the bed with you. So like, you know, I have my own things about my own body and, I, you know, things that I would change. But there are, there are moments where I'm like, I can't believe this girl's in here with me and my naked fat ass. But that's my insecurities. If they're in the show, they want to be at the show. So lean on that. So, you know, in a lot of us, we sit there and we go, well, once I take this shirt off, they'll see my real thing. And it's like, no, 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 no. We all do the math. We all know. We all saw what we saw on the date. And we're like, I want to fuck that. As, to put it in gross terms. But to me, and then, the, you know, anytime, like, listen, you hook up, you have a fun time, and then you go, and if you, I think this, this also has to be like self, you have to feel good about it. So I understand, like, if, if after you hook up, you go, hey, and, uh, I don't know if you notice I have some scars and and then you can open up about what happened or what you know what they came from or what the surgeries were if you feel comfortable doing that or if that will make you feel more comfortable. Listen, I had stretch marks on my stomach uh and I had them lasered off. I used to think about that stuff all the time and then at, at a certain point I'm like listen, if you're at the if you're at the show, you're at the show. Maybe a girl walked away and went can't believe you know this guy and it's i can't really control that but when they were in there you got to trust that they wanted to be there j train podcast at gmail.com j train podcast at gmail.com j train podcast at gmail.com in my ex's bumble pick 
Hey, Jared. I spotted my ex on Bumble using a picture of us at a wedding. He clearly is not my brother nor friend in this picture. See attached. Why would he do that? Is he not over me trying to show other women he can commit? For background, we went out for 11 months. He told me he loved me. Then a week later, he thinks we don't have similar interests. Hey. I was so heart, it was so heartbreaking. Seeing this pic made it worse. I'm not sure what uh, to make of it. Also, it's a really bad pic of me, which I told him not to post anywhere, and he decided to post it on Bumble after the breakup. Well, here's the picture. She's cute. He's, he's good looking. Um, so let's go through her questions. Why would he do that? Um, if anything I've learned from doing the dating app makeovers is it has nothing to do with you. There's, this wasn't plotted. I think this is like a big thing. Women need to stop. Like you, Some women think men are like two steps ahead of this whole thing. We're really just fucking idiots. And, and everything, always remember the penis. Penis says, I need to get laid. And then the penis gets in the driver's seat of the brain and goes and drives them into a fucking wall. So here's what's going on. He looks tall and good in this picture. He's also dressed up. The re All of these things, whenever you're wondering something about something else, it's their thing. So he put this picture up because he thinks he looks good. He can... He shouldn't, I mean, anytime we give a guy a make uh, dating app profile makeover, a girl, any male or female, when they have a picture of them with a woman or a man, they're like, well, that's my, my gay friend, or that's my, my sister, or that's, and you go, yeah, but why would you do that? And they go, well, I look good. And it's like, like to me, if I were him, I would have cropped you the fuck out. But he's showing his height, and, and then she asked these other questions. Uh, why would he do that? Is he not over me? No, 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 no. <laughs> he didn't put a picture up of you on Bumble to show you that he's not over you for when you magically come across his profile. No, no, this doesn't have higher meaning. This is, I look good. I only have so many pictures. Here's a picture of me. To show he can commit, um, I don't think he's that thinking that deeply into it. I don't think that's like a dating app thing. If anything, you're on a dating app to show people you want to be casual and not want to commit. I think it's as simple as I look at, even though this is strange, I agree with you. Put up you and your ex on, on Bumble, it's kind of weird. But most of these things are more simple than you're making it. I look good, I put up picture, penis gets sucked. That's, what, that, that's how he's thinking. It's not, ooh, let me three steps ahead, two steps back. Maybe he's just a fucking idiot who wants to get laid. He looks good. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Oy, long one. Hey, I've been binging on your podcast for a while now. I travel a lot, and it's an entertaining way to make 10 to 12-hour flights feel not so long. Feathers in flight. I've been single for a year, divorced amicably after 10 years in a relationship, and I'm now stepping into the today's dating world. In my mid-30s, so it's completely different than 20s-style dating, a.k.a. how many free things can we do? Okay, yeah. She's saying that in her 20s, she would go on free dates. Very romantic. Not to mention that dating apps are totally new to me. That I understand. 
My question is about dating multiple guys at once. I'm an, uh, I'm an American living in Scandinavia and joined Tinder a few weeks ago. Tinder might be a bad rap in the States, so say friends anyways, but I'm finding high-quality, super-good-looking, successful guys here. Not a bad start. I've been on multiple dates so far. I'm particularly interested in two of the guys. I've been on a couple dates with each of them, and we message daily in-person encounters uh, on pause right now because we're all traveling over the holidays. Both are very different personalities um, that are super, but are super attractive, accomplished, and fun to be around. One of the guys is three years younger than me. The other guy's seven years older. This girl is having all the food at the buffet. I love it. Get yours. I'm a big fan of this email. It's gotten physical with both, though I haven't slept with either yet. And in the meantime, I have a few other dates lined up. Coffee and a walk in the first, uh, in a fir- is the first date thing here. My intention right now with dating right now is pretty casual. Fun dating experiences, interesting conversations, meaningful connections, meeting cool people to hang out with, etc. I won't discrimin- indiscriminately sleep with that just any guy just any date, but if the chemistry and connection is there, I'm all for it. However, what are the rules, guidelines, parameters about dating multiple people at once, besides the obvious safety component? I don't want to disrespect anyone, cause uh, hurt feelings, or run into awkward situations, but I also don't want to be exclusive to one, just one person. To be clear, I'm not an open relationship type at all, but I'm definitely a monogamous, loyal partner with a, uh, when in a committed relationship. Uh, it's just right now I want to have fun, enjoy, and get some adult dating experience under my belt as I get more clarity on what I really want, need in a personal relationship in the future. Tips or advice? Generally speaking, dating here in Scandinavia is fairly similar to the U.S., albeit more egalitarian. Gals can pursue more equally and often split the bill. Do I bring it up in conversations I'm seeing other people, or do I just let it play out naturally? What might be going in on in a guy's head? I realized... He's probably dating and or sleeping with multiple people too, though culturally I'm a little unsure of if that's normal, acceptable. My biggest fear is running into one guy while with another and ruining potential with both. Uh, I'm in a city, uh, but I'm quickly lear- uh, learning quickly it's more like a village, particularly in my neighborhood. I've had three different dates at the same cafe or bar. Yeah, I know. I'll suggest a different place next time. Thanks a million. I super enjoy your humor and insights, plus great guests. Well, we got more guests coming. Um... I, uh, today's an alone episode, but we're pumped to have you. Um, what do I think about this? Um, so some of this, like, listen, you have to assume at the beginning that the person you're dating is at the very least swiping and swiping means They're on Hinge scrolling. They're on Instagram scrolling. They're on Tinder swiping. Swiping just means they're out there. They are, um, and I think most people would assume the same view. Um, As far as getting out in front of it, I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's necessary to go on a date with someone and go, and by the way, I am out there and dating other people and I have been physical with those other people. You don't have to, this isn't, that takes a lot of the romance out of it. I know, you know, romance is dead. You know, what, what's romance nowadays? But you're, what I'm seeing from your email, and I get it, is the biggest thing in your email that, like, jumps out at me 
My intention right now with dating is pretty casual. Fun dating experience, interesting conversations, meaningful connections, meeting cool people to hang out with, etc. I won't indiscriminately sleep with anyone, but if the chemistry is there, I'm all for it. However, the uh, the rules, guidelines, and just to be clear, I'm not in an open relationship topic. I'm, I'm definitely a monogamous, loyal partner. Just right now, I want to have fun, enjoy, and get some adult dating experiences in under my belt. This isn't continuing education classes. You, I mean, I know this in my own life. You, you're not going to plan out. And the women do this all the time. They're like, I'm just having fun right now. And it's like, you can have fun while also letting the world come to you. What you're doing when you're dating multiple people is you're kind of closing yourself off from any heartbreak because you don't want to get close to any of these people at all. You know, just because you're going down a relationship road with someone doesn't mean it's going to end up in marriage and babies and sitting on the porch 30 years from now, you know, on rocking chairs. It doesn't have to mean that. But a lot of women that write in here, they seemingly want to box off and clarify every single section of their life. They do that with their friends too. That's the mama bear of the group and that's that's the bitch and that's the one that, you know, puts us to bed at night and that's the and that's our cool friend and that's our fashionable friend and it's like and and like they'll do it with their oh, in my 20s those were my my hookup years and now I'm an old lady cuz I'm 27 it's like no 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 things can be more fluid than that so with this woman to me this is needs to be more fluid it doesn't have to be hey I'm on date 1 and I need you to understand that I might be seeing other people no 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 go out with them have fun with them. Drop the people that you aren't having fun with. Let them go. Be okay letting people go. So I think that's the big thing where it's like you have to zone in. Like she says, she's she's dating a guy that's three years younger and a guy that's seven years older. Okay? You're enjoying both. Keep enjoying both. But also be okay with losing one. Letting one go to dive into the other one more. There will be a point where naturally, if things are going well with one of them, there'll be a, some sort of conversation where the guy goes, yeah, I want to have you see my parents or I want you to meet my friends or I want this to be a little bit more. Or you say that. And at that point, you go, I, I got to do some house cleaning. Let me ship off the young dick. <laughs> let, me, let me kill the young calf so I can wrestle with the bull. You know, I just think you're looking for rules in a world of no rules and subtle understandings. Like I remember when my lady of the night and I first started, it was casual. We met in a casual way. It, it wasn't, we didn't meet. I think that's the problem with the app sometimes. It's, it feels so like, the apps kind of get you on this uncat. You're in a casual world in a very not casual way because you swipe them and receive the match. Those are very tangible, concrete things. And then you went on, the, agreed to the first date. You know, off the apps, you could meet someone in real life and go, oh, actually, you want to go do something next week? And it's more like, oh, now you're getting to know this person in a way that, is more fun and simplified. The the app thing kind of sets you up for this 
this very mechanical way of dating that's okay, and some people need that, but I'm saying it also means that you're like, well, when's the, the next step feels so weird because you're like, wait a minute, the next step isn't mechanical. Don't you wish there was an app where you could swipe people three dates in and just check in? Like, wouldn't that be great if three dates in you could swipe them right or left on a different thing where it was like, do you want to fucking just be casual or do you want to be for real? That'd be a great app. It's stupid, but it's it's a good point. The conversation sometimes is had in the actions. And I think a lot of people want to be told what to do instead of reading into something and going... And the fear is you're giving away something that could be great. You're throwing away a lottery ticket that they haven't called the numbers on yet. But you got to trust yourself a little more. you gotta, you got to be okay with missing out on that lotto experience. You might miss the 10000 bucks, but maybe there's $100,000 coming on, coming on soon. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. we got one more sponsor. We're going to get it out of the way right now, okay? But don't skip ahead because this is one of my favorite sponsors, FabFitFun. And I have one of their best customers right next to me right now. Now, I get the FabFitFun box. Jess, do you want to explain your experience with FabFitFun? It's just a box of lotions and potions and everything that you wouldn't buy yourself. It's I agree with that. The lotions and potions thing was fun. Candles. Candles. All, here's the thing. I watched Jess go through this thing like a raccoon in a dumpster. She's going through. She, she's sniffing. That candle came with it. We have a candle lit from it right now. So here's the thing about FabFitFun. You're not going to like everything in the box, but you're going to walk away with one thing. Also, everything's full-size, full-size beauty products, not testers, not samplers, the real deal. I got the shampoo in my, in my shower right now. I'm using it. I love it. And here's the thing. Not a, I don't want to lie to you. You're not going to like everything in that box. But what you're doing is you're fine. You're, you're, you know what it is? You're climbing a mountain in a harness. On belay, belay on, climbing, climb away. FabFitFun is a, is a rope, is a belayed system of doing adventure. You're tied in the harness, but you're being a little bit more adventurous because you're trying some new things, but you're not going to fall off the cliff because you're spending less money than you would have spent at the store to get all this stuff. So the boxes sell out, okay? I love them. They're you, every box has a value of over $200. That's right. But you're going to get it for $49.99. That's crazy. Plus, I'm going to give you $10 off your first box, Okay. So that's your free money. This is a great gift, especially during the giftless time of year. You send this to someone late January when it's still getting dark at 5 p.m., they're going to go, whoo, what'd you do? Holy shit. FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. Retails for $49.99, but always has a value of over $200. Use coupon code JTRAIN, 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 JTRAIN. J Train for $10 off your first box at fabfitfun.com. Fabfitfun.com. 
FabFitFun.com, promo code JTRAIN, 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 for $10 off a box that is $49.99 but has a value of over $200. You're winning at every turn. I want to see you be the raccoon now. You be the going through the dumpster, just like the lady of the night. JTRAINPODCAST at gmail.com. JTRAINPODCAST at gmail.com. Happy New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's. Flirty Taken Coworker. Love the podcast. I would tell a friend, but I currently don't have any. You sound fun. (laughs) Why don't you tell someone as you're walking down the street? Do that. I don't like that excuse. Some people... I told all, I like when someone's like, I told all my friends, I love it, thank you so much. I don't tell anybody because I don't have friends. What do we do? Uh, why don't you tell the guy at CVS working the register? They got ears. I'm single and just moved six hours away from my hometown. I started a job two months ago that I love. I have not hooked up with anyone in over a year, and I'm currently trying to meet someone for something casual. I'm not great at meeting new people, and dating apps prove to be too intense for me. I work with a guy that I'm attracted to and there's been a lot of flirting. He told me he was he was into it and wants to hang out outside of work sometime. Oh, okay. Uh, another coworker mentioned him taking time off to go with his girlfriend's family about three hours away for a couple of days for the holiday. He never mentioned a girlfriend, so I asked him. Uh-oh, it's getting juicy. He said he did not have a girlfriend not knowing that I heard about the family visit. Larry confirmed that his girlfriend is a coworker that I have not worked with before. Oh, my God. My question is, am I a terrible person for not caring too much? The chemistry between us is great, and he obviously is not too concerned with this relationship. I'm new to the job, and I don't want to cause any drama. Well, this is literally the definition of drama. I mean, you two people are dating at work, and then you start working there, and the guy starts trying to date you while still dating the girl at work. This is drama. I don't care if you don't want to start drama, but you're in the play acting in the parts. Okay? You're on Law and Order SVU going, I don't want to start drama. Line. <laughs> you know, you're, gay. you're in. I don't think you're a terrible person. I, I kind of understand what you're talking about. You're like, this guy's putting out the vibe. I'm getting the vibe that he's putting down. Um, who, he's, I asked him if he has a girlfriend. He lied to my face. I'm pretty sure he does have a girlfriend. But our, in, you know, there mu- there's something that's drawing us to one another. I do understand that. And I don't subscribe to the idea that like, well, if he'll cheat on her, he'll cheat on you. No, 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 you don't know. You know what happens when the guy cheats with his secretary? They usually end up marrying the secretary. That happens a lot. So I'm not saying, first of all, don't ignore that you are causing drama. But I, I always, two things can be true. You can be, a, you can be causing a drama and you could also have a connection with someone that seems like it's like going to go, you know, seems like it's a uh, very flirty. My question is, uh, the chemistry between us is great. And he obviously says, uh, I'm new to the job and I don't want to cause any drama. Well, yeah, we went over that. Should I wait until eventually I eventually meet someone? Uh, I eventually meet someone or continue flirting with him and see what happens. Could he be flirting, but not wanting anything from it? Thanks. So what do I think? Um, you have to decide what you care more about. This job is going to be in jeopardy if you move forward. I'm letting you know that right now, okay? Because it, it already got back to you. It got back to you 
that you that this guy has a girlfriend. So the office already talks. The office already knows that you two flirt. Like everything, nothing is discreet. Everyone knows. Everyone's seen you guys talk. I'm, I'm not even surprised if the girlfriend has heard about it. So if you go one step further, the drama will get more intense. Now, you said you love your job, so I wouldn't do it. I would, if I were you, I would receive the flirt, but not act on it. Let him flirt with you and, and then be like, I would even go, hey, it seems like you have a girlfriend. Is that girl not your girlfriend? What's the story here? Like, I would even say that. Because, hey, you're putting me in kind of a weird position right now. And you could say, I like what's going on. I, I mean, this is kind of hot for me, but I'm not going to go forward if I don't really have this whole girlfriend thing explained. That's what I would say. Be a little more real with them. Like, hey, I'm, I'm catching the vibe. I like it. But I got to know what the hell's going on. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Ooh, this is a long one. Should we read a long one? Okay. Beware of birthdays and vacations. Um, okay. I know your golden rule about birthdays and vacations being a dangerous time for relationships and dating. Anyways, I went on a first date with a guy towards the end of November. We had a great time, got a little too drunk, and ended up back at my apartment where we hooked up and he slept over but didn't have sex. He texts me every day and seems super into it. I had a lot of fun on the date, but definitely didn't feel a need to talk to him every single day. The attention continued, and, be and I began liking it. As December holiday parties and the work came up, we continued talking but kept missing each other because of our schedules. I hate to make excuses, but I'm taking a few classes for my post, uh, my post back and full work and work full time. And he is an investment banker, so timing was uh, tough on both of us, but seemed sincere from both ends. The next time we saw each other was one night after holiday gatherings. We were both sober, and I went over to his apartment for a movie and cuddle. Uh, I told him ahead of time I wouldn't sleep with him that night, knowing well I smile. I smelled. I wouldn't sleep with him that night, knowing well I smelled like a lotkey and wasn't feeling my best. As body image is something I've been struggling with. He wasn't pushy, but did but did offer sex if I was up to it. <laughs> Would you like some sex? But if, if you prefer, how about some sex? No, oh, little fool from the Lockies. Um, he was respectful and kind towards my insecurities and nerves about being emotionally intimate with someone new. We didn't have sex, but he held me the entire night. We slept together. His request, not mine. Here's where I, I'm going off the email for a second. Women look into these fucking details. To me, if you're over for a movie, for movie and cuddles, that's what he's going to do. Like, the, again, this is back to the classification and the labeling and the boxing and the needing this, like, you know, I understand for her, she's like, I don't, uh, it's tough for me to be emotionally, to get, you know, it's t she writes, um, Nerves about being emotionally intimate with someone new. Like, you are saying... I, I, I want to choose my words wisely because, you know, to me that's like going into a tiger pen, like a tiger cage, and going, 
and going, yeah, no, I like going to a tiger cage and going, I was just really happy the tiger knew that I was afraid of getting eaten by a tiger. Like, it just doesn't, I, I understand. You go to his place, he cuddles you, and you go, wow, he cuddled me without trying to have sex with me. It's like, what's the alternative? What's he going to do? You're going to say, I don't really like having sex with new people. I want to be emotionally invested. He's going to look at you and go, what the fuck are you talking about, bitch? Like, he's not going to say that. He's a normal human being that's going to, people are always going to avert discomfort, uncomfortable conversations. So I understand when you say, hey, he was really, I'm happy he was nice. I'm not saying I'm not like, I'm not mad at him for being nice. I'm saying don't take too much away from it. When someone says, hey, I'd love to, I, I offers you sex like it's, a, like it's dessert at the end of the dinner and you go, hey, listen, I don't like having sex with people new until I, I, I feel like I'm going to be emotionally with them or they, and, and then they're going to go, of course they're going to say, oh, of course, me too because they want it to be comfortable. Um, so let's go. Okay. I've gone on a few dates with different guys since my last situationship ended. And truthfully, the men always seem very interested. Uh, and I always feel unavailable. The more interest they show, uh, I pull away. This one feels different. I'm worried. I'm starting to like this guy. Why would you be worried about that? Anyways, because you're going to get hurt. Yeah. Nine out of 10 aren't going to work out. How are you going to learn about yourself? How are you going to learn something new? How are you going like, to learn what you do like and don't like? By letting yourself maybe get hurt. Um, I'm sorry to worry I like this guy. Anyways, the following week, I'm on vacation right now. My original Friday night flight got canceled, and after the week uh, of lots of flirty texts, I offered to see him Friday night. He said he was probably going out with his roommates, but he'd let me know. My intuition felt something off immediately. I felt hurt and sad, but no, he is entitled to see other women, especially considering we didn't have plans, and I should have been on a fly-in that night. Or maybe it really was his roommates. Yeah, I think you're getting ahead of yourself. I think this is another thing that happens a lot with women. People. I won't say women. I don't mean to put this on one. But this happens a lot. Where you go, well, my day opened up. Why won't he just run to me now? And it's like, yeah, he had plans. He had things going on. You guys went on one date and had one movie night. He doesn't owe you anything. And don't let your insecurities lead you astray to create some sort of situation going on that isn't there. Your flight got canceled. And he didn't sprint to the airport to pick you up. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do that either. I texted him later saying I know he had a tough week and should enjoy the night with his friends and I was looking forward to making a plan once I was back. Trying to play it cool. Yeah, that's that's not playing it cool. That's a normal thing to text someone. Hey, I'm sorry it didn't work out tonight. Let's do it when we're back. Done. He texted me the next few days and everything seemed normal again. He texted me romantic things, told me uh, uh, how upset he was he couldn't come home, wouldn't be home because he only wanted me as his New Year's kiss. A little too romantic for someone that's only met twice. Kept saying how much he wanted me. We sexed a ton at the beginning of my vacation. Then after not hearing from him for a day, I texted him. His response was cold and again felt off. I got in my own head and hurt my own, my own feelings a ton over this guy. I didn't want to let my poor mental health... Okay, I didn't mean to like be hard on it poor mental health ruin any more of my trip because of this guy I barely know and was able to put it besides me. A few days later, he re replied to my snap story today. I posted a pic of a specific alcohol and wrote triggered. He re replied, oh my God, I love that stuff. I didn't respond because I didn't even know what, that, what this means. 
If I said, ha-ha, he probably wouldn't answer and I'd feel dumb. But there wasn't too much talking uh, points to go off that, and if he wanted to talk to me, he would just text me and he, like he would. I mean, come on, this boy was not afraid to double text. My question is, why go from text me every day and romance to this? Is he still interested? Why give all this false hope? I know I need to stop believing what guys say and listen to what they do, but this situation seems so promising. He works 100-hour weeks, so I'm not expecting to see him all the time, and I know he doesn't actually have time to date multiple women at once, but what gives? Did I say, did I, did I say or do something wrong? Me being awkward, uh, being away would have been a perfect excuse to stop talking. Why text me for the first half of my vacation like this? Thank you, wise J Train. Um, so here's what I'll tell her. You seem very nice. We all have our insecurities. I hear what you're saying. You're getting ahead of yourself. You're getting ahead of yourself. Listen, I say beware of vacations and um, and birthdays and holidays because a lot of times it gives you space to separate from someone and go, hmm, do we want to do the second date? And here's the thing. A good first date doesn't mean you're going to have a good second date. A good second date doesn't mean you're going to have a good third date. A good texting relationship doesn't mean you guys are going to end up together for years and years and years and be married. You have to go, you have to take it one step at a time. You never, no one has ever texted something wrong, okay? There's never been a text that I looked at and was like, oh, I'm ending this thing. This person sucks. That doesn't, that's not how we live our lives. You, however you feel about his text, he feels about your text. So here's what happened. You guys went on a date. Then you got together for a movie night. You don't have a lot to talk about anymore. Okay, there's not a lot to talk about. He responded to your Instagram story because he wanted to be fun and flirty. Okay, the text died down because there's less to say, there's less to do. How many times can you go, I'm so hard right now with a sext before you go, I've been hard for a week? Like, it's just what it is. And here's the thing what you need to do for your own well being is go, Hey, I'm back. Uh, on Tuesday, let me know when you want to do drinks. I'd love to get together. That's it. And then that's the, that's the end. He makes a plan or he doesn't. Let's go through this. I, I, I like this. Do this exercise. Let's say he doesn't make a plan. Are you going to curl up and die? No, 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 no. You're going to go. You're going to go. That sucks. He seemed like a nice guy. I guess it wasn't the match, but you do nothing wrong. There's whatever you text is great. Whatever you text is you. Whatever you are is great. It's going to work out with someone. If this isn't a guy, life will go on. But you, right now, as we went through that email, you know, I'm sitting there going, man, you're exhausting yourself. You're, you're, you're driving yourself to drink over someone that you're not even sure if you like. That's the, that's the biggest point of this whole thing. You are assuming that I need him to like me so that I can feel good about me. And that's not the case. You don't know if he's a great guy. You've gone on two dates. At this point, he hasn't made a plan for a third. That's someone not living up to your standard. You have to reverse the perspective. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Can a long-term hookup turn into a relationship? 
Um, I'll make this quick because I've tried to write in about this before and it was too definitely too lengthy. Basically, I've been hooking up with a guy on and off for three years now and want it to be more since I've always really liked him. Last time we were quote-unquote on, things started to get serious until he found out I was talking to other guys since we never made it official. He was really mad but didn't want to make it exclusive when I asked, so it ended. Now, months later, we found ourselves back to square one, only hooking up late nights. Question is, can we get back to, quote-unquote, getting serious, or did I fuck it up for good and now I'll always be casual? As a reference, he found out I was with other guys because a guy called me while I was asleep at his place and he saw but I do really like him. He just never gave me clear signs if we were exclusive or not. Any advice would be amazing. Thank you. Also, would love a celebrity lookalike. You're very cute. Shelby's not here. Um, here's what I would say to you. Again, this is a less extreme version of the last emailer. You need to change the perspective. First of all, you didn't break up the first time because of the other guy. Here's what he did. He saw the other guy call. He's like, and then you, and then he goes, here's something I can make a big deal of when she wants to get more exclusive, and then I can run and blame it on the guy being there. That's what he did. It's a, it's a tale as old as time, okay? That's what you do. This is a move. Men do the dramatic freak out like a woman would do because a woman can understand it, and then they blame themselves for the thing they didn't do wrong. Oh, you were fucking other people while you were fucking him? So was he. But then he found the phone call. He goes, oh, there's my chance to keep this casual. And he ran the fuck out of the burning house. Because you gave him the opportunity. You go, hey, I know there's this other guy, but I like you. And he goes, oh, I don't know. But what about that other man that you, you didn't think so? You know, it's like, come on, dude. So now he's back because he knows he's in the land of casual with you. And you're not going to ask about getting more serious. You have to change the perspective. So you've been hooking up with them three years. Great. Fine. That's okay. Here, let's not have a fourth year. Okay? Next time he reaches out late at night, you say, hey, I'm busy. I'm already in bed. Uh, going to call it a night. Whatever you have to say, A, going to call it a night. Um, going to call it a night. Gonna, like, I'm busy. Whatever you have to say, you're not going to the late night hookup. Okay? And then you, the next morning, you wake up and you go, sorry again about last night. I'd love to do drinks this week, though, if you're up for that. You need to change the realities of the hangouts. If you hang out in late night hours, you're going to be a late night person. If you hang out in daytime hours, you got a chance to be a daytime person. And that's what you want. And he can, he can make a plan or he doesn't. But this is one of those things that you have to expect I'm not going to I'm giving you advice so here's what's going to happen ready and I'm just telling you how like this guy is thinking okay late night hey you up you write back nah I'm I'm actually in bed going to call it a night no problem cuz casual the beauty of casual is that you're not responsible for the other person so he's going to understand Hey, she doesn't owe me nothing. I don't owe her nothing. I'll go eat pizza. Next morning, you're going to text, Hey, sorry about last night. And the thing that people often make the mistake of doing is taking it personally or showing that they've taken it personally. So 
you guys, the contractual agreement right now is that you hook up late night. Think of it that way. Okay. I want to change the contract. So here's the new offer. Hey, um, sorry about last night. I was so tired. Would love to do drinks this week. He's going to make a plan or he's not. Let's say he doesn't make a plan. This is why. Let's get ahead. He doesn't make a plan. All right. The next weekend, though, hey, you out tonight? And then you have to do the same thing again because he's, this is a dog that you have to teach a new trick, okay? The old trick, the you up text, you don't want to do that one anymore. And that's okay, but you can't be offended that he hasn't learned yet. It's going to take a minute. Hey, man, I'm already, again, I'm such a grandma, not going out tonight. Next morning. Hey, sorry again about last night. I've been such an old woman lately. Uh, let's do drinks this week. He'll make a plan or he doesn't. Let's say he doesn't make a plan again. You get that late night text. Hey, he'll. it's going to take time. Hey, I know I keep not hanging out late at night. It's kind of not what I'm looking for. Like Then at that point, you can go, hey, I know I've turned you down a couple times. I don't want this to get awkward. I just want to let you know. I'm not really kind of, I, I, I really enjoy your company and I want to see it be more, but I can totally understand if that's all you're looking for. But if it is all you're looking for, I'm kind of done with that part of my life. And that's okay. You don't have to make yourself pay for the actions of yesterday. Just because you hooked up late night two weeks ago doesn't mean you have to do it two weeks from now. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Read before New Year's. Second chance or see you never. Well, it's New Year's Eve. It's a little bit longer, but let's do it. I'm a 24-year-old gal who was in a long-term relationship most of college. My ex-boyfriend was in a fraternity at our school, and I was always very close with his frat bros. Our relationship ended amicably after we graduated. I always thought one of his brothers who had a girlfriend was really cute. Last year when we both became single, I slid into his DMs right after. We truly hit it off more than I've felt in a long time. And it got to the point where we were talking 24-7. He opened up about his recent breakups and we confided in each other on intimate family issues we both faced. Given the horrific nature of his breakup. What? Given the horrific nature of his breakup. He was, okay. Let me, let me read that again. Given the horrific nature of his breakup, okay? If his girlfriend didn't die of an uncurable disease while he held her hand, it wasn't horrific. Let's stop believing the crazy... Like, again, this is back to the last email. Guys put things in female terms so that women will use it against themselves. Okay, so again, and I don't mean that as a negative. I'm just saying, if you're a woman out there, and you, listen, it's it's great that you are emotional beings. We need one of you to be. Michelle Wolf has a great joke in her special about this. She's like, you know, men are not. Uh, uh, oh, and if you haven't watched Michelle Wolf's special, you got to watch it right now. Go, 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 go. I don't care. And if you're sitting there being like Michelle, the one that made fun of the president, yeah, she's not a fucking liberal snowflake she's not a it's all jokes for everybody so go watch her special but i'm saying given the horrific nature of his breakup unless she lost a leg and then she dumped him by hitting him over the head with the fake leg i like the, how horrific could it have been 
He's making it more dramatic so that you will use it against yourself. Because she even writes, given the horrific nature of his breakup, he was open about wanting thing to keep things casual for now, but wanting something in the future. See, you're making the excuses for him now. I had such a horrific breakup. You don't even understand. I stayed up crying for weeks. Oh, I, okay. But let's take things slow and you can suck my dick without any responsibility, right? Remember my horrific breakup? We live in two different cities. I was okay with that and always let him move things to the next step. We started to get more serious, visiting each other two to three weeks during the three months we were talking where he would talk about our future, planning visits months in advance, and talking uh, like we would be together in a year. When he started insinuating that we were exclusive, I let him know I wasn't actively trying to hook up with anyone else, but was careful not to ask for any kind of DTR to find the relationship. Over the next couple of days, he ended it citing that he needed to find himself and be single independent for a while. Okay. We got a little more of this email to go, but remember that. See what she does, and I'm not blaming the writer. I like this emailer, but she's doing a lot of things that a lot of people do. She's taking away. Well, he discussed these intimate details over text, and we text all the time in two to three weeks, and then the minute she said, Hey, let's do something more real. The minute she had to become a responsibility for him and it wasn't someone that he could say no to picking her up from the airport, he bailed. Gone. Flash forward one year. He reached out over Thanksgiving saying he had been thinking about me, felt he had ended things prematurely and wanted to try things again. Part of me is hesitant because I worry about the same outcome as last time, but another part of me really misses him because we had such a great connection and hopes for our time that our timing might be better now. We have been starting to talk again, and I will see him in at least three events in the next three months as we have the same friend group. He's also mentioned visiting each other a few more times too. One of those events in, is New Year's Eve. He's made it clear that he's mainly traveling to our city to see me. So my question is, do, you think, do we think he actually wants to try things again? and see where it goes, or is he bored and going back to what's comfortable? He's told me he really wants to work this out, to not try and force something, but see what happens. See, he's speaking the same as last time. He's doing the same exact thing he did before. If he really want to try things out, he'd go, listen, let's date. We're together. I'm not saying he has to marry you right away, but he would say to you, hey, I'm kind of done with this other stuff. I want to take you out. I'm going to come visit. I'll take you on dates. Uh, and then you guys would be together pretty quickly. But for him to come back to you and then go, let's see how this plays out. It's like, to me, that's someone who wants you to, to be what you were before. He told me he really wants this to work out, do not try and force something, see what happens. On the flip side, if he just wanted to hook up, why would he continue to talk to me 24-7 about intimate things in his life and essentially start up a five-hour-long distance relationship again when he could just find someone more convenient in his own city? P.S., one more thing to mention. He kind of downplayed us, quote-unquote, in our relationship to our friends in the past. So I don't know if that's to be sketchy because he's seeing other girls or if he wants to, wanted to truly see what happens, not cause a scene among our friend group. I've also attacked pictures for reference. I... The reason he downplays you guys as a thing to the friend group is he doesn't want to look evil because this is what looks evil. Here's an evil thing to do. 
okay? Tell someone that you see it going somewhere and then end it right before it goes somewhere. So the more he downplays you guys as a thing, the more he's not such a bad guy. The friend group goes, oh, they were just kind of hooking up. It was casual. He's playing the PR game. Oh, they were just hooking up and it was casual and it just broke up because it was two different cities. They didn't see the text. They didn't see the conversations. Here's the other thing, and this is the big point I want to take away from this thing. They live five hours apart, and she says he texts all these intimate things 24 hours a day. That's not intimate. If it's said over text, it's less, it's not intimate. I don't care what details he told you because do me a favor, do this right now. Tell someone you love them over text. Text anyone you want. Hey, happy new year. I really love you. Do that text. You'll get that text tonight. You'll get that text from a bunch of people that you don't really love. Not, let, let's break it down. You don't love them. They don't love you. You love your mom. You love your dog. You love your grandpa. You don't love the dude from work that you high five every time you see him and you go, how you been? That's not who you love, but they're going to text you tonight. Happy New Year. Love you, man. The door, did you order something? Someone's probably mad at him yelling. Press talk. Well, don't hold it down. No, hold it to talk. It's like a walkie-talkie. Hello? Now, release. Have you ever had a walkie-talkie before? <laughs> What's going on? Shelby, you're going to cut this out because I sound like I beat Jess. <laughs> I'm yelling at her about it. <laughs> Wind is howling. Do we keep this in? We're almost done. It's, I'm on my last big point, and fuckhead downstairs has to ring up with nothing. So, Shelby, cut this out. <laughs> so, listen, okay? It's easy. You're going to get a million texts tonight that say, I love you from people you don't love. And you're going to write back, I love you too, man. I love you too, girl. We love us. Now go say it to them in person. Different, right? That's right. It's way different. Go say it to their face. Go up to that guy from work and go, I love you. And then give them a peck on the cheek and see how weird it fucking gets. So stop thinking that your texts are as intimate as what they say. What they say is way more intimate than what they're doing. If it's over text, through the screen, loses it, okay? It's like when you cook vegetables. You cook out the nutrients. Same thing with a text. If you text, I love you, you're going to lose a lot of the nutrients on the other end. Just the truth. Just the truth. Just the truth. Who is it? Oh, shit. Hold on. I got the microwave guy coming today. Hold on. Hold on one second. I'm Jared Freed. We'll be back next episode. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.